Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode 12. Take a vacation with me. You can find my podcast on Apple and Spotify at Wide Open Spaces with Elise or on Podbean at www.wideopenspaces.podbean.com. And if you'd like to make it even easier for yourself, you can go to my website and access all three podcast sites at www.wideopenspaceswithelise.com. My name is Elise. I am a therapeutic recreational specialist. I have worked in psychiatric hospitals and outpatient programs with the mentally ill and the geriatric population, the chemical dependency population, the pediatric and adolescent population, cancer wellness. I have vast experience working and teaching others how to use coping skills during their difficult times in their life and how to integrate them back into society. So thank you for joining me today at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. So, I'd like to, you to take a vacation with me. How is that possible? Well, I'm going to tell you how. Now, for me, my family and I would be getting ready to go on a vacation just about now. But we're not. There's a virus. And I live in the state of Florida, which a lot of people don't even want us coming to visit them right now. We aren't allowed in Europe, the United States. So... I decided I was going to stay home and create a goal for myself and how I could still feel like I'm on vacation at times. Now, a lot of my friends have rented cabins up in Georgia and North Carolina and Tennessee, which is wonderful. Being in the mountains and smelling that fresh air is wonderful. But for me, my parents used to have a home in the North Carolina mountains, so I've spent many years up there. And it wasn't something that I really wanted to spend my money on. And then we thought about the Keys, because you can rent a house on the beach. But I live in Florida, and I have a nice pool in my backyard. So I decided we're going to save money this summer, and we're not going to go anywhere. But how could I create that thrill that I love getting from going on vacation? I mean, last year I was in Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls, my daughter and I stood in the front of the boat. It was so exhilarating. It was so exciting. How could I get that thrill staying at home? I really had to just dig deep to figure out how I could feel that same excitement. See, part of my traveling is to educate myself. I don't know, we all travel for different reasons and I'm sure for some of us it's just to be with friends or family, to break up the monotony from working, taking your well-deserved vacation. For me, it's time to learn and to see other cultures and how they live. It's fascinating for me. It makes me feel more worldly. Whether I'm traveling to California to Canada or to Rome. I'm always learning and seeing 
and smelling and taking in my environment. So how do I get that thrill? So I had to figure out through ingenuity and creativity and reframing my thought process and my expectations. How could I still go somewhere in my mind, in my current situation? So obviously I started with podcasts because I do my own podcast, obviously. So I figured, okay, let's start there at least. So I went on and I said, travel podcasts. What did it bring up? Well, one was Let's Go Together by Kelly Edwards for Travel and Leisure. Hers was interesting because not only does she take you places as she talks on her podcast, one of her podcasts she had a gentleman on on who suffers from anxiety and depression and how travel helps him with that. Or how in certain situations in travel, it does create anxiety or depression for him. So it was very interesting. I didn't expect to find this, but it was very interesting to listen to and to learn from. Another one would be the Indie Travel Podcast with Craig and Linda. They're a team and they go places and they describe it to you. And they give you different um, tips and ways to save money. So that's always a fun way to think about if you're thinking about where you might go next summer. Think about it as if you're doing a little research for your next time you are able to go away. There's also a podcast called EPOP, Travel Broadcast. What I loved about his was, his name is Travis Sherry, but he had the most exotic accent. So when he was describing these travel places, just listening to him talk just took me away. So it was, it's fun to listen to him and hear him describe these places. And then my favorite, favorite, I would say, is Travel with Rick Steves. I went to Alfarma Lisbon with him on a podcast. I went to Paris on the Sin River, and he talked about the bridges with another woman who talked about the architecture and history of the bridges. When I was in Paris, I didn't know. I was just on a boat on the scene. And here, now I was back on the scene in my mind's eye, listening to them talking about these bridges and learning more about a place that I already had been to. So it was quite, quite, quite fascinating to me. Another thing that I've done in the past, and again, you can do to plan your next trip, start working on next summer, this summer. Go to Fodor's, they have great books, and Rick Steves have great travel books. And they give you great tips and great ideas and ways to travel, but my favorite part of those books are the pictures those glossy, colorful, beautiful pictures of all these amazing places to visit. I've used them to go to Costa Rica, and I've used them to go to Rome, and even Canada. And it gives me great tips that I can have when I go to these places. And I just love also having those books in my library, and I get to look and say, I've been there, and I've been there, and I've been there. And I feel good because I know that when I go to these places, I'm educating myself. I'm making myself more worldly because I'm seeing how other people live. And I think it's important for us when we live in our little bubble to be aware of how other people live, whether it's within the United States where I live or in Europe if you live there or Canada or South America. 
it's important to step out of our bubble to see how other people and places live and their lifestyles and how their businesses are run. So it is quite fascinating. And another way you can go on demand on your TV and pick a travel video and watch it and enjoy it. Maybe someplace you've been or someplace you want to go to. So one place I listened to a podcast with Rick Steves and he was in Florence. Now I've been to Florence. I went on a cruise to Florence with my family. Now you know how when you go on these cruises or these tours, they're zipping you through these places. Do you really get to take these places in? Absolutely not. And especially if you're in Italy and the tour has three different destinations. So our tour guide is zipping through Florence. I mean, I really, it was crowds of people. I really didn't get to take much in. I remember we went to a leather shop that was a big deal there and I can still remember the smell of the leather, but I really didn't get to take in the people and the place. So I'm listening to Rick Steves as he talks about the Duomo, which was built by the De Medici family. And I remember the Duomo. So I went on my computer and I Googled Duomo. And as he's talking about the Duomo, I'm kind of going back there. But if I hadn't been there, it was right in front of me, looking at the Duomo. And the Medici family was the most famous family in Florence. They created this magnificent cathedral that took years and money. And unfortunately, people died building it. And eventually, this magnificent piece of art was completed in the center of the square of there in Florence on the cobblestone streets. He then took us to the Academia, which is a museum. I had been to the Academia on our tour. We stood in line, we had a, we had a time uh, appointment, I guess they, the, the woman had said. She had a very he heavy accent, Italian accent. But our only goal in the Academia was to see Michelangelo's David. Now, why was Michelangelo's David there in Florence? Because Lorenzo de' Medici created an art school there in Florence. And Michelangelo was a young student there. And this is where he began. And so in this academia, this beautiful museum, is Michelangelo's David. So we go in there, and I remember when I was there, crowds of people, and I'm trying to take in the David, and I remember how large his head was and his hands were, and I could see the veins in his hand, and his feet were so huge. I just couldn't believe how big the statue was in general. And then we were zipped out of there. But through Rick Steves and his podcast, I had him in my ear, and he's taking me on a tour of the academia and Michelangelo's David. And he's describing this corridor that leads to the David and all these sculptures that Michelangelo created, the bearded slave, the young slave, and the awakening slave. And they all looked very different. And how did I know that? Because there on my computer were these statues of the awakening slave and the young slave and the bearded slave. And as he was talking about it, I could see it on my computer. 
And then he talks about making our way towards the David and the huge dome above the David. And I'm looking at my computer and he's talking in my ear and I'm there. And he talks about the things I didn't get to learn about the David when I was there. Why his head was so big, his hands, that he had a sash thrown over his shoulder because he was about to go into war with a look in his face, in his eyes, of how he was about to go conquer. And I saw, and I could see in front of me on my computer, his eyes, his head, his hands, his feet. His arm had been cracked off at one point during riots, and you could see the crack. I didn't see it when I was actually there. So I got to go back to the David, and I even appreciated it more through this podcast and through my ingenuity, putting on my computer, Googling it, and having the visual with this podcast. I was in Florence at the Duomo, at the Academia, seeing Michelangelo's David. So pick a place that you may have gone to or would like to go to. Find a podcast or an audio or a YouTube and pull it up on your computer so you can really see and take the time and learn and be educated. But at the same time, you go away for a short time. I was in Florence. Now, if you remember in a previous podcast, I told you I went to France, Paris, with my family. Well, about two hours outside Paris is a place called Mont Saint-Michel. I could describe it as a really big hill or a really small mountain. So imagine something in between. Now, to get to Mont Saint-Michel, you can take a bus from Paris, a train, or a tour, or drive your own car. Across the water from Mont Saint-Michel is Normandy the famous Normandy Beach. This is the town. So a lot of people go and spend a couple nights so they can visit Normandy Beach and the museums and everything that's there and then visit Mont Saint-Michel. So Mont Saint-Michel is right off the shore of Normandy. It's a tidal island, meaning that when it's high tide, it's surrounded by water. The base of the island or hill or mountain, however you want to envision it, is all brick. So when the tide rises, the land is safe. When the tide is very low, you see a sandy beach. And this is how people got to Mont Saint-Michel with their horses and their carriages back centuries ago. And when the tide was high, they'd have to take a boat. Well, nowadays they've built this causeway so that all the tour people and tourists, they have 30 million tourists that travel to see Mont Saint-Michel yearly. Unfortunately, this year will probably be a little less. Travel and tourism has suffered, but you can get there through this causeway, which makes it so much easier for the tourists. Now... When the tide is low, you can see grass. When the grass appears, the sheep appear. And the sheep graze on this grass. 
And sorry, vegans and vegetarians, they say that the sheep taste rather salty, that tastes different than any sheep anywhere else in the world. It's quite interesting fact. So as you get on your bus or the car to get on this causeway to get to Mont Saint-Michel, you look up at this massive hill or mountain and at the very top is a monastery. At one time it was prison, but it's a monastery and many people come and take pilgrimages there. It has a Romanesque architecture to it. So everybody's main goal who visits Mont Saint-Michel on their daily tours is to get to that monastery. How do you get to that monastery? Walk in it. So as you're walking, of course you come across cobblestone streets. And if any of you have ever walked on cobblestone streets, there's something so special about them. I've been on them in Canada and in Rome and other various places. And something happens the minute you start to walk on them. It's almost like you can feel the history. They even have it in St. Augustine, Florida, where you could just feel this history. And so in Mont Saint-Michel, it's very narrow streets with stores on other sides, either sides. There's only 25, um, 50 stores on the island. Only 25 people live on the island, including the monks. So most people, these 50 stores, leave the island at night, go live on Normandy, and come back in the morning to do their business. So as you're walking down the cobblestone streets and you look to the left and the right, of course there's souvenir shops. There's a shop that makes tablecloths that can be embroidered. There are shops that have local crafts, French crafts that you can buy and take home with you. And of course it wouldn't be France without cafes. And the coffee and the smells are amazing. So you start to walk and you look and you take it all in and to get up you must climb stairs. So it is of course more for the fit. So you climb the stairs but you have this motivation inside of you to want to climb because you want to see the monastery. So you climb and you climb and then you get to flat cobblestone again and take in a little bit of the sights look down and see how far you've come, and you keep walking, and you keep walking. You breathe heavier and you heavier, but you also know you're getting your steps in for the day, that's for sure. So you get to the top where the monastery is, the ultimate goal of Mont Saint-Michel. Now everybody's quiet because we all know in a monastery, the monks stay silent and they pray you're able to walk into the monastery and they do provide areas for tourists and locals to come in and pray and contemplate and be quiet and think. You can also walk outside and to one side you just see the ocean, the sea, the beauty of it, how you're on this hill, this massive hill and at the top there's this monastery. And when you look the other way, you see Normandy. You see the low tide. You see the sheep grazing on the grass. How fascinating is this? You just take it 
all in, that you reach the top, this goal, this place that was a prison at one time, this place that's now a monastery. And a fun fact that I learned was Mont Saint-Michel was the inspiration for the cap, the castle that surrounded the town in the Disney movie animation Tangled. So that was a cute little fact that I learned. And after I learned that, I could see this in the movie Tangled and I could see how it inspired that because it's such a magical place. And you take time at the monastery and you take it all in in the spiritual nature and you begin to make your walk down and you get to the cobblestone streets with the stores on other sides and the cafes. And what the French are known for in Mont Saint-Michel is their omelets or their crepes. So how do you decide omelets or crepes? What do you do? How do you decide? Why not have both? Sat in a cafe, get a cheese and ham or a cheese and prosciutto, whatever type of omelet you like, a little feta cheese, and eat your omelet that can only be eaten in Mont Saint-Michel, what they are famous for. Then you make your way over to the crepe shop and you decide on Bananas Foster. And they bring it out to you and it's lit with that flame and it looks so delicious you almost don't want to eat it. But it melts in your mouth, the taste of the bananas and the sweet syrup and the crepe. And it's delicious. It was almost like this was your reward for walking all the way up to that monastery. This was your reward at the end of a thrill. A thrill, a time of your life, a memory that you learned something, that you experienced, that you'll always remember in your mind's eye. Did you enjoy Mont Saint-Michel? Guess what? I never got to go to Mont Saint-Michel. We were only there for three days, and I, we had to choose between Versailles or Mont Saint-Michel, and I lost. Everybody wanted Versailles but I wanted to go to Mont Saint-Michel. So I went on my computer and I researched it and I looked at all the pictures and I heard and read about the omelets and the crepes. And I took myself there as I just took you there. Now, whether you realized I hadn't been there or you thought that I was telling you about a trip that I went on, I still got my goal across. I had a thrill. I went to Mont Saint-Michel, and someday I hope to go there in real life. But when I go now, I'll know a lot more about it, and I'll be able to really take it in the way I wasn't able to take in the academia and the Duomo in Florence. So these are ways that you can still have summer fun. You can still enjoy yourself. You can still learn, and you can still explore. So I would like you to try to do that, is to learn, to go online, to explore, to go on a summer vacation with me. And I'd like to leave you with this. Hashtag I believe Fauci. Hashtag summer vacation. Hashtag staycation. Try it. And hashtag, and I love this, tie-dye summer. Tie-dye's back, everybody. 
I used to tie-dye when I was a kid. Something about tie-dye and the colors just makes me happy. It represents summer. So maybe that's something you could do. Or buy a little tie-dye. Do whatever you can to make yourself know and feel it's summer, even in these awkward, difficult times of COVID-19. Thank you for joining me today with Wide Open Spaces with Elise. I gave you a little different perspective of what a therapeutic recreational specialist does. I used coping skills to still let me go on vacation in my mind and in my spirit. Until next week, thank you for joining me on my podcast, Episode 12, Take a Vacation with Me.